you know, it's one thing to believe that you can have it, that it can come to you, that you can manifest it, that you can pray for it. It is another to wholeheartedly stand in your worthiness. And so I have a tattoo on my left wrist that says, I am enough. It is my affirmation every day mm -hmm. that I don't have to tap dance for this love. I don't have to perform for it. I don't have to be anything other than be my whole self. Welcome to the Balance Goalie Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm Nikita Thigpen, your host and balance and relationship advisor, partnering with you to change the narrative so we can amplify intimacy within and across your relationships and you can have the freedom, flexibility, and confidence to thrive in work, life, and love. All right, everybody, you know we are back in the throes of season 16 of Balance Goalie Podcast. I am thrilled to be in this seat. You know, I have been waiting for it for literally 16 seasons so I can go deep with you guys, bring you some phenomenal experts that are willing to pull the curtains back and to just share with you their journey as it applies to our theme this month, the freedom, fury of balancing love and career, because it is all freedom and fury, depending on who you're married to, because we can have that conversation later too. I want to welcome this amazing woman. She is incredible. I did my professional stalking of her, so I'm really excited to share. Rebecca Thompson, at just 14 years old, served as an intern for a county commissioner in her hometown of Detroit, one of my favorite places to play. And she was caught with the politics bugs from that early stage. Rebecca is a graduate of the Women's Campaign School at Yale, Emily's List Vote Run Lead, and numerous other leadership programs. She has appeared in the Washington Post, New York Times, Essence Magazine, and was recently named one of the American Association of Political Consultants Top 40 Under 40 Award recipients. Rebecca was inspired to create the Changing the Face of Power movement, and it is a podcast because her movement came in the form of a podcast, which we can all appreciate. It is the country's first dedicated podcast specifically for inspiring black women to run for office. She often travels the world to spread the same message her podcast does. She wants to help candidates learn from her mistakes so that they can run and win the first time. How incredible is she? Rebecca, welcome to the Balance Bully Podcast. Thank you so much, Nikita. I am excited to be here with you today. Thank you. I'm excited to have you. And like I said, I was doing a little professional stalking of you. Like, who is this woman? What's going on with her? Who is she? Why is she? And I have to say that this place that you're in that I could, you know, find for your digital footprint right now, because I'm sure you are very careful about what you put out there, especially since you're helping people, you know, do the same thing politically. It's this space of confidence and clarity that you are creating for people. Please tell us more about that. Yes. Well, as you mentioned, I've been working in politics since I was just 14 years old. And so at 36, it means that I have a lifetime of experiences um, where I thought that I needed to show up a certain way. Mm -hmm. It meant that I thought I needed to dress or act or live in a certain way. And uh, I, I ran for state representative in 2014 in Detroit. I lost that race by just six votes on election day. And it devastated me. Mm. And I will tell you that it, it sent me on this, this path, uh, really what I know now is a journey to living in my light. Um, but I had to lose, I had to, my ego had to be bruised. Mm. And 
Um, you know, I thought I was going to run again in a few years, but there was this one thing that I wanted to do that I hadn't, and it was travel. And so after the 2016 election, I quit my job, sold everything I owned, and I bought a one-way ticket to Malaysia. Mm. I spent six months uh, traveling the world and living around the world and lived in and visited uh, about 15 different countries. Um, but one week after I moved to Malaysia, that seat that I had ran for, that I almost won, my opponent at the time, he was an eight-time convicted felon. He'd been sued for sexual harassment. Um, and he was charged with four new felonies. And, mm -hmm. and here I was 10,000 miles away from home. And I sat on my bathroom floor in Malaysia in Kuala Lumpur and I cried because I was like, okay, God, what are you doing? Like everything, you know, all of my career, all the things that I had done for 20 years and all these years have been preparing me for a career. So I thought in politics. Yeah. And what I heard was this ain't it. And so I made the decision to get up off that floor and not go back home to Detroit and run and instead decided to continue traveling, but to create a new vision for my life and my work. And that was to work with women in politics, particularly black women who were struggling with imposter syndrome and confidence and clarity. And quite frankly, they were doing stuff because they thought that that's what they were supposed to do not because it was what lit them up. Yeah. And so what that has evolved into is my Live in Your Light Bootcamp. Um, it is exclusively for Black high-achieving women. They don't have to be in politics, but many of them are. But it is, any, it is for anybody who feels like they are on a path that was really somebody else's. Mm -hmm. You know, It was maybe their parents or their grandparents. So all that to say is um, I had to let my life unravel, right? I had to live by example for all of these things. And so, um, but all of these women would come to me and say, oh my gosh, you seem so happy. You know, I'd run into them <laughs> in political circles or training and they would say, you know, what is happening? You are, you are glowing. And so I decided to sort of, you know, reverse engineer and, cr and create the work that I wish existed when I was beginning my career. Mm. That is so relatable. Let me say that. And I've never done politics. But that experience of living for someone else, for living for someone else's expectation of who you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to be at a certain point in your life, you know, by 22, you do this, by 25, you do that, by 30, you be this, right? Is so relatable for myself and also so many women um, and men, right? Like those brave men that are willing to admit that they have also been living or were challenged at some point to live someone else's dream because this was the path they were put on it and they're really good at it. And that's one of the challenges that I think a lot of us that are ambitious and high achieving, we fight with that a lot. And it's hard for us to break those expectations, including our old, to your point, like create a new vision, even if that was your vision at some point, And it really, you know, it might've started with you because you got excited, you got lit up at one point. If it no longer serves you, it's okay to create a new vision. But part of the challenge that I've seen amongst my clients and some of my peers is that because you're so daggone good at something, it, it's hard for you to convince yourself that it's okay, that it's safe enough. And in fact, could be the best thing you could ever do is to change it up and do something that's new. That's a new challenge for you that might tap into an old gift that you stuffed down so you could make room for that last thing that you felt convinced that you had to do. That is so powerful. It is, I will tell you, that is exactly how it has unfolded for me. And I was, I was deeply afraid. Mm -hmm. um, even though I'd been working since I was 14, 
you know, I'd always been hustling, you know, mm-hmm. I was always hustling, working two and three jobs in college and, yeah. and always from this place of really thinking and believing and also being told, right, that as black women, uh, we have to work twice as hard. And so mm-hmm. I, I internalized that and it, it manifested and showed up in every area of my life. And when this work began to call me, because quite frankly, that's what was happening. And I was trying to ignore it because I kept thinking, I don't know how to do anything else. Right. And and that's not even true. But in my brain, it was, well, all I know how to do is political work or who is going to listen to me, who's going to hire me as a coach who, you know, it was all. of. Mm -hmm. And what I decided to do is just sort of say, hey, I'm, I'm starting this new adventure and who wants to come with me? And it was really about you know, what if I worked with, you know, a a handful of women and I tested out if what this thing that it helped me light my own self up could work for other women. Right. And so I think it was the, it was the courage to say, maybe I can do something different and to put it out. And I will tell you within a matter of months, my, my entire life has changed. So I, I will for sure say if one year ago, uh, my life looked good on paper, mm-hmm. but it did not feel good. Right. Um, I can say now wholeheartedly that every area of my life is lit up. I, I generate this, so this new company, right? I started my own company in 2011, sort of always, you know, would work full time and have a side hustle, but was always afraid of venturing out full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have so many clients who find me from like out of nowhere seemingly, but I say all that to say is had I not found the courage to pivot and use gifts, like you said, that I hadn't activated in years, um, I would not be at this, at this intersection that is really, really deeply filled with like love and light and joy and ease. And that is what I want for more women. Yeah. I'm a thousand percent in agreement with you. You should see my head shaking like a bobblehead <laughs> when you're talking. And I keep wanting to ask a really silly question and I already know the answer of it. I'm listening to you and I'm like, is her, her daddy named Gary? I think we might be siblings uh, <laughs> because the story is so similar to mine on so many levels. And for those who have been listening to the Balance Bully podcast for a while, they know it's it's mirrored so many ways in terms of when we opened our business and some of the things that I struggled with and saying, well, God, how do I get from here being a licensed clinician and sex therapist and all that? Like, how do I get from here over to this big, beautiful vision that you are pulling me towards? And then I'm constantly finding new ways to interrupt it. Like, let's be really clear, right? Like I was just because I'm a stubborn, stubborn, stiff-necked young lady. Um, And I had to really battle with myself first. So all the mindset work so that I can make room for the clarity. And then, you know, having the clarity, then there was the courage and the curiosity and the creativity that would allow me to fall in line. And that all of that was a challenge, you know, and I'm a pretty respectable individual on and off paper. And that was still really challenging. And I say that because I know so many people ask that same question that you and I both asked ourselves, well, how am I worthy? How am I enough of this? Like who would want to hire me for this? You know, like, even though you're like, are you kidding me? Because they sure enough elected the, the man who clearly had all that stuff. Girl, listen, <laughs> what I really had to get clear about is, and this is, this has only really come recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to really overcome imposter syndrome. Yeah. And it's one thing to 
recognize when it comes up, it is a entirely different thing to actually climb over it, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, what we will do is we will get the vision, right? We see it clear as day. We yep. know that there is this thing that we're being called to build or say or do or create. Mm-hmm. And then we think that we also have to have the exact step-by-step map quest directions. Right? Exactly. We mm-hmm. think, and, and my mentor slash coach said this to me about a year ago. Do you think that a UPS man is going to come to your door and give you instructions? And I was like, yes, I do. I'm actually waiting for somebody to tell me what to do. And had to realize the path will unfold before you. All you got to do is take the first step. That's right. Right. You take one step in the right direction by trusting what feels good. Right. And so what I learned is especially having been in politics, we are taught to be perfect. Mm. which means that I was this young, struggling, beautiful perfectionist, and I didn't even know it, right? It meant that I was a control freak in my career, in my relationships, in my friendships, which meant I wasn't showing up as my full self. And then had the audacity to be indignant when people didn't like the sheltered, walled, you know, walled off version of myself that I was given the world. And I was given myself and my friends and my relationships. And when I began to tear down all of those walls that I, that really were designed to keep me safe, right? But they outlived their usefulness. And so now those same walls that I thought, you know, because I was struggling and hustling to get off the east side of Detroit, now that shows up as um, nobody can really reach you. You mm-hmm. can't reach yourself. So all that to say is when I released all of that. So I now identify as a recovering perfectionist, a recovering yes. control freak. I am a recovery girl. And, but what it has, it is allowed is that the little cracks that I allowed to open and then pull open um, is what let love it. It's what let, you know, it allowed me to be vulnerable enough to actually be in community with black women and talk about things that nobody else was talking about. And so that for me is what has made this work so transformative. Because at the root of it, what we're really talking about is giving yourself permission to show up and be seen. That's right. And, and exactly as who you are, not as who you think you need to be. You know, so now I do a mixture of political training and coaching as well as personal development training and coaching. Um, I'm going to travel the country and the world training women and people of color to run. And I'm going to tell you something. It's literally the only mindset training that exists for candidates to raise money right? Mm. We, we think that these worlds are separate and they're not. And so I think what I hope people may, you know, sort of what will come up for them as they listen to this is that you can marry all the things that you love. It's just a pivot, right? It yeah. is just you, everything you know to serve the same audience even in just a different way, right? And so it means that my trainings don't sound like other political trainings. It means that they don't look like other political trainings which means the impact is different, right? So mm-hmm. it took me being comfortable and giving myself permission to be my most authentic self that also said, I'm gonna come back into all of these spaces as my full self, not the one I think I want you to see. I love everything about this. My One of my coaches talks a lot about economics um, and one of the short terms is ikigai. It's a Japanese phrase for a reason for being, which is exactly what you're saying. You're taking what you loved, what you're good at, you know, the passion, the mission, you know, what the world needs, like all of it. And you found 
your sweet spot amongst it by blending the best pieces of you and not feeling like you had to to stuff and smother any parts of you to make someone else understand your message. You found the clarity within yourself first, which is why you can communicate it and help others find theirs. And I think that that is beyond necessary at this point because so many of us are struggling with that, which is why some of our relationships and our sexy things and all the things that we want to have happen that's juicy in the bedroom can't happen because we're our perfectionistic stuff, our imposter syndrome, our burnout, like all of it is showing up at home, which is damaging our creative, innovative, passionate performance ability. Now, we we still look good because our 75% still looks like somebody else's 150, but we're still not doing our 100, right? Like, and you've basically said, like, I've found the formula. I've created, matter of fact, let me, let me rephrase that. I've created the formula. And that, yeah, that takes so much goal and so much bravery that all I can do is commend you. And I stand as a sister in arms with you because I know how difficult that is when your friends, family, neighbors, everybody, and for you, you know, the world stage on some level because you were, you know, doing the political front woman aspect of it, they box you in as one thing. And you had to literally break the box and say, no, that, that does not belong to me. Not anymore. You know, I'm so glad that you said that because it is that, example or metaphor that drove the change so Mm -hmm. when when this work started it didn't feel like bravery it felt like life or death right it felt like something has to give because this is not sustainable I was severely depressed Mm -hmm. um I would just get up and go to work every day I would look forward to going to bed at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Never opened my blinds when the, the reason why I moved into this particular apartment was the natural light. So I, all those things, I didn't even realize I was sort of slugging my way through life. And um, what I know now is the, deci- the, the tiny decisions, right? To say, you know, I realized I've been working all these years. I didn't even have a hobby, right? So I didn't even have any way to turn off from the overwhelm and the burnout from a political job that after the 2016 election, everything changed, right? So all that, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself in the process and not just in the like, you know, surface level surf care kind of ways. I mean, I was not taking care of my soul. And so what it felt like was this life has got to go. Mm -hmm. And I would think of myself sort of in a glass box for most of my life. And over the years, you know, my father passing away a week before my election, um, what, you know, it was almost like a, a little pebble into the glass and then losing that election was like a brick. And then losing my job a few months later was a boulder. And then all of a sudden, all of the glass is broken and I am naked and afraid laying under all this broken glass and I'm bloodied and beat up. And I had to reintroduce myself to myself yeah and that I spent months right getting off of social media uh you know I stopped dating I stopped drinking I stopped having sex I sat still Mm -hmm. okay and what I heard is I I literally heard God say if you do everything I'm about to ask you to do I will give you everything you want I had Mm. no idea what that meant okay no idea but it meant sit still and I sat still started it was almost like um following the breadcrumbs, you know, Mm -hmm. I would find a book that would lead me to another book. And then I would hear a podcast that would lead me to another thing. And what I slowly started to understand is I was healing without even realizing it, you know, 
And that was the work that I needed to do first before I could attract that soulmate partner, before I could attract the soulmate clients. And so it was no coincidence that the night that I met my partner, I heard that same voice say, you're going to meet somebody tonight. Get on up. Put your red lipstick on. Mm. Yes, honey. (laughs) Girl, I go to this dinner and we sat and we talked until five o'clock that morning. And then the next night we stayed up and talked until five o'clock in the morning. And then the next night we stayed up until five o'clock in the morning. And by day three, my spirit said, I'm sending you what you need. Mm. And when I tell you that this journey that we have been on together you know, has not been nothing more than confirmation that if you just do what you're being called to do, you don't have to know why you don't have to know what's coming. Right. But it was that obedience that said, I'm sending you a life partner. I ain't sending you no boyfriend, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sending you a partner who is going to help you grow in ways that you haven't even given yourself permission to do. And so had I not been doing that work before I met him, right? We would have just, we would have been two ships passing in the night as two depressed, unhealthy people, Mm -hmm. and we would not have even seen each other. So, you know, it's, it is, I can say with certainty that I know that this is a divine assignment because everything that has happened has just been confirmation of that. Mm, 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 mm. If, uh, what's the word, what's the phrase when you were getting ready, he was getting ready for you, right? Yes, he was. Uh, And, and that, permission to slow down that you received from God so that he could speed you up at, at the, at the right time. What we would call Kairos time is God's perfect timing was exactly why when you felt, when you fell into that obedience, that's exactly why he gave you exactly what you had already earned, right? Like you earned, you earned that man. (laughs) I earned it. And, Mm -hmm. but here's, here's what I also learned. You got to believe you deserve it. That's right. You got to believe you can have it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. here I had come through all of this trauma that I had normalized. Okay. Yep. Yep. Did not understand that the chaos of my upbringing, that having a alcoholic father and a father who was on drugs and who was homeless and a mother who was a single mom and away from home, all of that, those were all wounds. Mm-hmm. And I would pick partners based on those wounds, right? Mm-hmm. And so even when I thought I was in loving, healthy relationships, they were not. Because I didn't know what it looked like, let alone felt like. Mm-hmm. So then I get this soulmate partner that I'm like, you too normal, you know? You, mm-hmm. well, I didn't even, I couldn't even receive healthy. And so it meant that there was still so much work that I had to do around even feeling worthy of a healthy partner, of a partner that didn't come with a bunch of garbage bags of stuff, you know? So all that to say is, is, you know, it's one thing to believe that you can have it, that it can come to you, that you can manifest it, that you can pray for it. It is another to wholeheartedly stand in your worthiness. And so I have a tattoo on my left wrist that says, I am enough. It is my affirmation every day Mm -hmm. that I don't have to tap dance for this love. I don't have to perform for it. I don't have to be anything other than be my whole self. That's but right. that also means that I got to show up that way in every other area of my mm-hmm. life. And so, you know, it is, it is so much bigger than the relationship. The relationship is the reward for doing the work, right? The business success, the fruits of this labor is nothing other than, uh, you know, a gift for being obedient. And so, you know, my, my hope is that if, if, if you're feeling called, even if you don't, you're like, whose voice is that, you know, or what, what is, what am I hearing? 
you just have to know that that is, you know, God slash the universe or um, something bigger than you that is saying, I will show you where you need to go, but you're not in control. And until you realize that you aren't, you will consistently keep trying to think that you get to call the shots. And so, you know, I'm just, I'm just here to bear witness to the fact that this is not me. This is not me working harder. You know, this is not about marketing. This is about alignment. And when you are in alignment, everything, you will be in a season of overflow in every area of your life. And my mantra for this year has been, it is my winning season. Everything attached to me wins, which means my friends are winning. My partner is winning. My clients are winning. Right. And so now that I wholeheartedly believe that and stand in it now, it's just, I'm, it's, it's everybody else is seeing what I've, what I've known, you know, all along. Oh my God. I feel like you have recorded so many of my conversations that you've never heard. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, you, you know, when you listen to someone, you're like, what was she standing in the room when I was having that conversation with my sister or my husband or my, listen, because, and that's when you know that people are on the same wavelength because the message is bigger than you. And it was poured down. That was a spirit confirmation. And I hope that, right? I pray that everyone that is on the other side of the vibrational medicine that you just received, because that's what that was, that you felt that in your soul. Because alignment does bring overflow. And the only way to get aligned is to do the work. When you did that soul work, you attracted your soul mate that you already earned. So to your point, you don't have to pay for it again and tap dance and all that. You already earned it. When I bought that sofa, I paid for it. I don't have to do anything but maintain it, which is what a lot of us don't do in the relationships, right? Like we don't maintain that love because when he, when he met us or when she met us, we did all these beautiful things and we showed up in our fullness and we were willing to stay up till five o'clock in the morning to have those conversations. And then you got comfortable and you start saying, oh, baby, not tonight. Why are you talking to me? It's been 10 whole minutes. I got a show coming on, you know, then, then it starts going to something else. So you don't have to keep paying for something that you already earned because you were worthy and you deserved it. But you do have to respect the blessing and maintain it by what you're willing to do to continue to receive the, the fruit of that harvest that you already got. Right. Ooh, honey. Woo. All right. Rebecca, you and I could talk forever. But I know you have so much more to do and I can, I just feel a part two coming to this on so many ways, so many levels. Woo! I have to ask you, what do you do to give yourself permission to pause, especially now that you've learned so much about what feels good and what recharges you? What's, what's the new way you refill yourself? Yeah. Uh, the first is I, I attempt to intentionally give myself the first few minutes of my day and the last few minutes of my day. Mm -hmm. So that means as soon as I wake up and hit the floor, uh, first of all, I'm saying thank you, right? And I'm doing my gratitude practice of, okay, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for, you know, this, this home, like all of those things. As I walk my dog, I, I, I stay in a sort of, in a vibration of gratitude. Um, I also read um, pretty voraciously. Uh, now I'm on track to, I read somewhere about one to 200 books a year. I know that is kind of insane, but what, what it helps me with is that there are people who have already figured out things I want to do That's right. and they have written it down. Right. And so by using, you know, the first few minutes in the morning or the first few minutes before I go to bed to, um, to not just read, but to let it seep into me. Right. Because it's, it's the thing that I'm going to wake up with. I come up with ideas in my sleep now, or I come up with ideas just all day because of it. 
Um, another thing I really, really love, and I especially do this on Sundays, is I will put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Um, I should also mention my phone automatically goes on Do Not Disturb at 10 p.m. Oh, uh, yes. And it goes off at 8 a.m. Okay. And what that means is, you know, think about all the group texts that you're in. Think mm-hmm. about all other people's things, all of the, all of really other people's energies, right? Who that will come and compete for yours. And so each morning, it really feels like a protective layer of, I don't get up and just check my text messages on my Facebook. Like I check in with myself first, um, because what I have found is usually when I don't do that, now my day has gotten hijacked with other people's stuff, other people's problems, other people's, you know, whatever it is. Um, And so I build in time every day, even if it is not, you know, even if it's just five minutes. Um, and it could be my time in the bathtub at night or just my time to decompress, but I build it in every day so that it becomes my normal. And, and when I don't, and when I'm also out of alignment, I know that that's what I need to get back to. So it is, it is, um, the most important part of my day and it, it has really contributed to everything. I love, first of all, let me commend you for the commitment to yourself to protect your space because that is extremely important. Those strong boundaries that we all need so that we can continue to do the work that we wanna do in the world is so important. Um, So not only are you protecting that space for yourself, you're allowing yourself that room that you can recharge. Because some of us will say like, oh, I go to the spa, I do this, I do that. But then they can never actually schedule it because they're so available for everyone else. And so, and accessible, right? And I would even add one more thing, which is, uh, and this is a privilege because I I work for myself full time, Mm -hmm. but I do not schedule meetings before 10 Mm a.m. And that is because what I have found is, is I don't care if I'm sitting there reading a book in bed for 20 minutes. I give myself permission to do that. I used to, and even when I was working full time, I started waking up 15 minutes earlier and then 20 and then 30. And, and I would say, oh, I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. When you know you got a million dollar idea in your head, Come on. you will wake up 30 minutes early to begin investing that time in you. And so I would even, I stopped waiting until the end of the day after I had given all of my energy to my job to instead say, this is, uh, this is an anchor client. Okay. They pay me from these hours to these hours. So I get up earlier and plant some seeds and sow some seeds into my business. And then when I get home, if I have anything left, I get more. But in, you know, instead of giving your job or the world or everybody else the sort of best part of you and all your energy and all of that, I, I switched it to where now it's like, again, that protective barrier that says, you know, if I run out of energy, I'm doing my stuff first, right? Yeah. And you get whatever is left over. Um, and that took a lot of discipline to get to, but yeah. um, it, it changes everything. No, I love that. I usually tell clients to look at their full time if they you know, have that or their part time as an investor. Like they are investing in your ability to pay for those bills that you don't have to think about while you're trying to be creative. Right. Um, but I love how you said an anchor client because that's a whole nother mindset shift that I am going to borrow from. Thank <laughs> you very much for that. <laughs> I love it. So Rebecca, how can people connect with you? Where can they find you to learn more about confidence and clarity and just all things Rebecca Thompson? They can visit me on my website. um, And I will also share that I have a powerful free 31 day mindset makeover. 
Um, it's an, a free email course. Every day you get an affirmation and a new assignment to really help you get clear about not just the life that you want to create for yourself, um, but what you are feeling called to do. And so they can just find that at my website at RebeccaMThompson.com backslash mindset. Mm, I love that. We will make sure that we put that free gift. Thank you in advance for that. For all of the Balanced Bully listeners, we will put that extra sub link in. I'm writing it down right now in the show notes to make sure that all of those that are on the treadmill right now listening to this or driving in a car can be safe and know that they can still bookmark it and get that information because that's a really good juicy gift. Thank you. You are so welcome. Mm, you are such a beautiful blessing. What's your favorite uh, social media platform for people to follow you at? You know, I, uh, I enjoy Facebook and I'm giving myself permission to show up more brightly on Instagram. So they can find me at Go Living Your Life there. Go Living Your Life. I love that. And I love that you chose Instagram because selfishly, that's my favorite place to play. <laughs> um, <laughs> More than anything, Rebecca, you have been such a beautiful spirit, such a gift to everyone, including me today. And I thank you for your openness, your honesty, and just your ability to share the liberation that you receive so we can create a ripple for everyone else that's listening today. Absolutely. And thank you for creating this space. It is my absolute pleasure. I love you so much already. Woo! <laughs> Oh my goodness, Balance Boldly listeners, was that not the best treat ever? Like such alignment when you find someone that is out there doing such deep, wonderful impact work, but they first did the work for themselves first because we all have heard the stories of people who are out there helping, but they aren't necessarily trying to heal their own wounds. And to listen to someone who's putting it out there and saying, I recognize, I understand, I did the work, will continue to do the work, and I'm open to sharing my gift and the process, but it started with me first. That is just so refreshing. So I have to thank Rebecca Thompson again for coming today and spending this time with us. And I know we went over just a little bit, but I know it was good for me. So I hope it was good for you. I thank you all again for always tuning in and listening. Of course, as usual, if you like what you heard here on the Balanced Foley for Ambitious Women and a Few Brave Men podcast, make sure you subscribe, rate, and share. We want to ensure that the other ambitiously bold and brave have access to the valuable life, love, and business balance tools that we're providing. If you want to follow me, I'm at Ask Nikita on IG, Twitter, and all those places, but you know my favorite is Instagram today. So in the interim of our next episode, make sure you go create your balance, create your joy, but remember, do it boldly. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.